This week in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus teaches about his second coming and the final judgment. It's like one of those moments when the teacher stops mid-lecture and says, listen up, this is important and it will be on the test. You're listening to The Weekly Word with Chris Mueller from Everyday Catholic. Now, as a believer in Jesus Christ, there's a central truth that sometimes gets overlooked. This world is not permanent. The physical reality that we're living in, well, it's temporary. That doesn't mean it isn't good, it is, but this life is not the goal. The next one is. The truth is, every believer should be joyfully awaiting the coming of the Lord Jesus. Joyfully. And the thing is, it could come at any moment. Now that knowledge should excite us. We should be praying for it. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. And the pain and loss of death, well, it should also bring joy because we know that the final destination is not here. We understand that this life is just a blink in eternity. That's all true. But there's another side to it as well. Not one of us can take our salvation for granted. Though grace is an unearned gift that Christ gives to us, we've got to continually seek to accept and cooperate with grace. Salvation isn't guaranteed. Accepting Christ isn't just a one-time moment. Conversion is never complete. There's a reason, after all, that St. Paul encourages us in his letter to the Philippians to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. In Matthew 25, 31-46, Jesus makes it very clear that some people will go to heaven and there will be others who will not. And the thing that I find most striking about this passage is that neither group seemed to know beforehand where they would end up. Now, Jesus explains how the people will be separated like sheep and goats, the sheep to the right, the goats to the left, the righteous and the unrighteous. And to those on the right, the Lord will say, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for the least brothers of mine, you did for me. In short, he says, you loved people the way I loved you. And when you did that, you loved me. Now pay special attention to this next part. The people on the right had no idea what Jesus was talking about. They asked the Lord, when did we do this? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you poor? When did we do all of these things? You see, the believers didn't love people for credit. They didn't keep their own register of good deeds. Instead, they were living in cooperation with the grace of Christ, so much so that the work that God was doing through them didn't seem heroic at all. To the people on the left, the goats, he will say, depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Everything that the others did, you did not. You did not welcome me in a stranger. You did not feed me in the poor. You did not visit me in prison. You did not do anything for me in the least. And interestingly, the people on the left, the ones destined for fire, well, they had no idea what Jesus was talking about either. Master, when did we miss you? Neither group realized what they had done, and that should give us pause. 
As a modern Christian, it's far too easy to assume that I'm one of the good ones. But this gospel makes it clear that I can't say that. I can't sit back, kick up my feet, and just cruise. There's something more expected of me. Now, does that mean I'm supposed to rush out into the streets and assault the next homeless person I see with kindness? Am I supposed to sell everything I own and give it to the poor? Am I supposed to spend my days in prisons? You know what? Maybe. And maybe not. I mean, here's what I believe the key is. Neither group knew. Remember, the first group didn't know they'd love Jesus in all those places. They just did. They weren't aware that they'd loved in heroic ways. No, they just loved people as Christ loved them. And I think we're supposed to do the same. So how do we do that? One, we need to allow ourselves to be loved by Jesus. You can't give what you haven't received. And unless we allow the Holy Spirit to inebriate us with the love of Christ, well, we may very well do all kinds of good work without ever serving Christ in it. Two, we need to ask the Lord to move our hearts. Grace is a gift freely given, but never forced. I want to be the kind of person who serves God in every person I meet, but I can't do that. Only he can do that within me. So I need to give him permission daily to do just that. Three, we need to be comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. If we're truly going to love people the way the gospel describes, well, then we need to let go of some of our prejudices. The immigrant is Christ. The junkie is Christ. The criminal is Christ. That's not to deny that we need law. It's not to say addiction is okay. It doesn't mean we, should, we shouldn't strive to uphold the laws, but it does mean that when you face a person, you need to see God's image and likeness and perhaps even the presence of God that's in front of you. That's uncomfortable. It is far easier to place people in neatly confined categories that enable us to harden our hearts towards them. Had Jesus looked at us that way, he would have never come to save us. Four, we need to pray for our own salvation and for that of others. We need to seek and ask for the Lord's mercy. We must never take for granted that we're the group on the right. But in humility, we've got to come to the Lord and ask for what he so desires to give us. Matthew 25, 31 through 46 is one of those pay attention moments. We need to hear what the Lord is telling us. Yes, we should cry out, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. But we should also pray, Lord, I need you to make me a saint. Yes, we should celebrate the gift of love God has given us, but we must always seek to receive it more fully and to live that love in others as well. This has been the Weekly Word from Everyday Catholic. Everyday Catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we depend on the support of listeners like you. If this podcast is serving you, please consider going to everydaycatholic.com forward slash donate and making a monthly pledge.